Get into Geek, this is Mitch with your quick Geek News for Wednesday, February 16th. And it's been a pretty big day for Paramount. You might remember back in the, uh, what, late 2020, Disney had an Investor's Day, which sounded like a really boring thing that all the suits would go to, find out where their money's going to be coming from in the next five to ten years. It didn't have the feel of a big Comic-Con sort of announcement day to it, but was Massive. Now, this is not quite to the scale of the Disney Investors Day, but Paramount had their own Investors Day. And they've announced a lot of stuff with some very big franchises attached to it. I will start off on the small screen because it is pretty big for us here in Australia. NCIS, obviously it's like a 20-year franchise. There's already three spin-offs. We've got Los Angeles, New Orleans, Hawaii. But they are also doing a fourth spin-off, NCIS Sydney. I got the press release for this this morning and it read NCIS is coming to Australia. I figured it meant that one of the spin-offs were coming down under to film a two, three episode storyline. No, this is going to be a fully fledged American television series production, but set here in Australia. I'm getting a bit of a better vibe than Law & Order UK. That very much felt like a spin-off, but maybe that's because it's all set here in Australia. I'm based in Queensland. It's not going to be around me, but still exciting that this is a very big international franchise and they're going to be setting their first Away From America part of that series here in Sydney, which is incredible. They're going to be having Australian talent involved. Shane Brennan, who is actually the creator of NCIS Los Angeles, is an Australian and will be one of the key creatives of the new series. It's set to debut next year, 2023, on Paramount Plus and probably Channel 10, let's be honest. Nothing else is known about the show so far, only that it will no doubt go into production this year, but we're going to be using some key talent here, actors included, so who knows who we might see pop up, some fresh faces some old veterans of the Australian film and television industry, but pretty big news for the Australian television landscape. Also on the television front, but a very big production for Paramount Plus and for the uh, gamers out there, Halo. We're all excited. March 24, we finally get a look at that series, which has been long coming. It is premiering in a little over a month. They've already renewed it, Paramount Plus, for a season two. They're obviously very invested in this franchise. It's got a huge fan base, plenty of games, millions if not billions of dollars in this franchise alone, and they are doubling down on this show. Over a month out from season one, even premiering its first episode, we're getting a season two on Paramount+. Plus. No idea how long that might take. We might not get that until the end of 2023 at best. Now to the big screen with A Quiet Place Part 3 has been confirmed by Paramount with a tentative window of release for 2025. Still three years away. You've got to think that things have got to get moving and done before then. This isn't a massive film in the terms of something Marvel or Star Wars with the type of visual effects that go into it. But still, they're giving themselves some time to obviously get it right, work out the story. There is already a third film in the Quiet Place franchise coming out, but that is very much a spin-off film that is set for release next year 2023 directed by Michael Sarnowski apparently inspired or at least based on an idea by the first and second film's director and second film writer John Krasinski of course starred in the first film as well Emily Blunt Millicent Simmons and Noah Jupe also stars of the first two films not yet confirmed 
4, Part 3, or Killian Murphy, star of the sequel as well. We've got to think that is going to happen. The title there, Part 3, we would hope it would be a continuation of those first two films. Nothing else known about the franchise's first spin-off, not even a title, but that has been coming for at least the last 18 months, and we are going to be getting that in 2023. Talking about big blockbusters and not necessarily a franchise that is as well loved as the aforementioned ones that I included in the last story, Transformers. We are expecting another film in that franchise, a seventh Transformers film, if you don't mind. Next year, Rise of the Beast, that's coming out June 8, 2023. Turns out that is the first of a brand new trilogy of live action films. We have no idea about the next two, not any ten window releases on those but uh, they are coming three more live action Transformers movies we are also getting Transformers Earth Spark it's an animated series that will debut this spring Australian time so the back half of the year and then an as yet untitled animated film also set for release in July 2024 so Transformers it's not stopping I hope that you've long left your Hatred of maybe some of those later Michael Bay films there. Hopefully Bumblebee renewed your energy for the franchise and gave you a little bit of hunger for it. Otherwise, you've got a lot to avoid over the next couple of years. Something that is coming very, very soon. We're talking next month, March 31, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That is coming out in cinemas. Knuckles and Tails are said to make their debut in the sequel. Knuckles, though... Already looking ahead to his future. He's voiced by Idris Elba. Idris Elba will be coming back to reprise his role of Knuckles in a television series for Paramount+. Plus. That is already set for a release in 2023. And if you don't mind, so keen are Paramount on the Sonic universe. Not only will we be getting a sequel in a month and a TV series spin-off of Knuckles next year in 2023. Also 2023, a third Sonic the Hedgehog film. It's in early development, but they're banking on it being ready before the end of next year. Not just a third film, a fourth film, though. That's what we're talking as far as Star Trek is concerned. It has been six years since Star Trek Beyond... It's a trilogy, it's done, or is it? They've been long talking about a fourth film in the Star Trek rebooted franchise. I won't call it the fourth Star Trek film, but it's the fourth film in this new timeline. It's a little bit touchy when you start bringing some uh, Trekkie, Trekkers into it about what they do and don't like about the new franchise, TV series included. But we are getting a fourth film in the Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto series. J.J. Abrams will be involved. He's the director of the first two in this new series of films. He will be back to, like he did with Beyond, produce this new film. It is set to be directed by Matt Shackman, who found incredible success at the beginning of last year with One Division. That was very much his franchise and he'll be directing from a script by Josh Friedman who is behind the new Avatar film and Cameron Squires who we work with on WandaVision. J.J. Abrams also made the announcement that the original cast is coming back and he named everybody. Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, Carl Urban, John Cho and Simon Pegg. If you read a little bit more into it, they are still very much in talks, but you would hope that the producer of the film, the director of the first two films in this rebooted series, I've got to be careful and keep saying that, if he is going to come out and make a statement they're coming back, you'd want to hope negotiations are at the end and they are in fact coming back. We don't have a timeline on that, but Star Trek 4 
Oh, God, I made the mistake, didn't I? It is coming, and the cast is coming back. Paramount also announcing that Paramount Plus will be the home for all of their content, their films. Once they are done with their theatrical runs, they will be going to Paramount Plus. So if you are not already invested in Paramount Plus, and I know there's a thousand streaming services out there, and I will admit that the... Libraries a little bit lacking compared to some of the other streamers out there. Paramount are slowly and surely putting everything in their future onto this particular streaming site and will be getting back a lot more of their other content as they have over the last couple of months. So it might be worth investing in Paramount Plus or at least saving a free trial for another couple of months. We'll see how we go. Now, look, we're done with Paramount. We're done with Star Trek. Let's move over to Disney and Star Wars. Now, this is not confirmed at this point, but I figured I want to talk about it because there a lot of reports going around overnight that Jimmy Smith, the actor who played Bail Organa, Princess Leia's adoptive father in the Star Wars prequels, will be coming back to reprise the role in Obi-Wan Kenobi. There were a lot of rumours going around when Obi-Wan Kenobi was first talked about and confirmed that Bail Organa would come back. Luke Skywalker's adoptive uncle and auntie would also be coming back into the series. Now we haven't heard anything confirmed, concrete about Joel Edgerton just yet, but Jimmy Smith's apparently is coming back for the May 25 series. That's the premiere date, a very special day in Star Wars franchise history. It will mark the 45th anniversary of the premiere of Star Wars, or as it's known now, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Bail Organa, very key figure. Uh, got a little bit underserved, perhaps, in the later prequels, but a very key relationship with Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi and Bail Organa explored a lot further in the Star Wars animated series, in particular the Clone Wars. And you know what? Off the back of the book of Boba Fett wrapping up last week and you have your Cad Banes and a few other very big references to the animated world of Star Wars, me as a big fan of the animated and, and a lot of other hardcore Star Wars fans will tell you, if you have not yet explored animated Star Wars, it is very much worth your time. Some great Star Wars stories and storytelling and relationships and great mythology and it's all going to be explored much, much more as these TV series go on. So do yourself a favour while you're waiting for some more Star Wars content. If you haven't already, pick up some Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels and treat yourself while you wait for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Spider-Man No Way Home has beaten Avatar at the box office, not international guys, calm down, in America. So it's now the third highest domestic grossing film of all time, which is just massive. This film just keeps on going worldwide, $1.7, $1.8 billion. There's still no release date yet for home release on digital, Blu-ray, DVD, however you want to consume this film once it gets home, because at the moment it is still going very, very strong at the box office, beating Avatar. No mean feat, even if it only is the American domestic box office, it is a pretty, pretty big deal. Over to some other superheroes. Uh, the hype continues for The Batman. It is just over two weeks away until the Robert Pattinson-led film about The Dark Knight does release worldwide. And the hype train is continuing. A lot more interviews coming out with director Matt Reeves and star uh, Pats. Matt Reeves talking about a potential sequel franchise. Which, let's be honest, this is going to make a lot of money. So unless they don't like it, there is going to be another film in the Batman franchise. Matt Reeves talking about as much as he likes the Batman rogues gallery, he also likes to look a little grounded and even reference someone like Mr. Freeze, who 
very much maligned and laughed at from the Batman and Robin of 1997, saying there is a serious character there to delve into and to make a film around, and maybe that could be someone for the future. Robert Pattinson also asked about the potential of Robin. Now, we haven't seen Robin on the big screen for quite some time. Chris O'Donnell playing him in the final two movies of the 90s for Joel Schumacher. Christian Bale famously, and I think actually Christopher Nolan as well, saying very much they did not want to involve Robin in their Batman franchise. So like them or love them for that particular comment, that was where they stood and it was very much about the Dark Knight himself. Robert Pattinson, though, said he's open to having... Whether it be Dick Grayson, I kind of hope so, but Robin in the film. But he has one condition, that Robin be a 13-year-old teenager, which is frightening to think about. But when you think about the character himself in the comics, that is very key to his character when he comes on board with Batman. And I would like to hope that the Batman that Robin meets is a little bit older than Robert Pattinson's Batman. So maybe a couple years down the future, maybe in a third film, dare I say any more, and that Robin as a very young protege comes into the fold for Batman. So Robert Pattinson doubling down on his future. He only made a comment last week saying that he doesn't know that this could be a series of films. Now he's talking about making as many as fans would like him to. And based on the reactions to the trailers, that's not going to stop anytime soon to the point where he wants to talk about bringing in a very young Robin and making a solid franchise out of this. So two weeks to go before we see the first film in this potential franchise and then we'll see what we think about ongoing. That's all for Quick Geek News Wednesday, February 16. By the time we release our next episode, Uncharted will be in Australian cinemas. It comes out tomorrow, the 17th of February After what seems like a very long wait, we've went through a bunch of directors, a bunch of different lead actors. Finally, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg are on the case. That film is having its premieres tonight. It is releasing in Australian cinemas tomorrow. If you are going straight up, enjoy, as will we, and we will talk to you tomorrow for some more quick geek news. Get into geek.